0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. This coming April, we're being asked to step up and walk to change students' lives. In a remote part of Papua New Guinea, hundreds of high school students leave their homes each year to walk 300 kilometres to get to their closest school. Well, on this journey, as you might imagine, they navigate difficult terrain and they encounter sometimes extremely hostile rival tribes. In these encounters, there are often situations that lead to violence and abuse. Well, let's talk about one of these instances. Tim Weatherall is Director and Communications Manager for World Hope International, one of those organisations that says we can all be part of creating change. Tim's joining us. Hi Tim, welcome along to 2020.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Very well, thanks Tim. Hey, this is an interesting project. I wonder how you can uh, let us in on how you come across a project like this in a remote part of Papua New Guinea, the need for a school. Sometimes people in PNG are so remote you wouldn't even know they were there. How did you come into contact with them?
1: Yeah, it's been a really fantastic opportunity for us. There was a an organisation that has been working on the ground in the western um lowlands of PNG for for many years, come 25, 30 years kind of time frame. And they've just been looking at how they can support the communities there as best they can. And um, basically they reached out to us and we had some mutual connections and found out that they were trying to see about building this school, which, um, as you mentioned, um will just totally transform these young people's lives. So... Uh, we got excited about the project and have come along to join in the journey with them um, just because there's such a huge need there um, and in such an impoverished part of um, p So it's an exciting project, you're right.
0: So the students are coming from a community called Moguloo. Uh, give That's us some right. insights here into uh, where that might be geographically and where they've been walking to get to school.
1: Absolutely. So Mogaloo is a, a really small outpost-style Um, uh, they call it a mission in PNG, but that's uh, really just a generic language for a little outpost where there's some health facilities. Um, So there's a tiny little uh, sort of health clinic there. There's some some basic housing uh, and a whole bunch of communities sort of treat that place as home. Very many years ago, they built an airstrip there as a sort of a lifeline to uh, the rest of PNG and to um, better services. Um, But it's super remote, Um, as you said walking 300 kilometers gets you to sort of the next closest civilized area um where there's um uh, some schools uh you you know, you'd have to travel that far just to go and buy some new clothes um or some provisions um so it's a, it's a super remote part in the western part of um Papua New Guinea um takes about uh, an hour or so's flight um from Mount Hagen which is sort of a centralized location um in the middle of PNG it's 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 really is in the middle of nowhere, um, and the only access is either via uh, walking, uh, getting, getting on your, your boots and going for a big long walk, or travelling by plane. Obviously, that's super restrictive for the local people, but that's the only other way to get provisions in and out. Now,
0: I know in a lot of communities in Papua New Guinea, the school might be some sort of an enlarged grass hut. What sort of yeah. school facility are you planning to build?
1: Yeah, fantastic. So we're looking to, um, they're looking currently to hopefully be able to open this year to the later part of this year with five classrooms running, primarily with grade eight students, um, mainly because that's the biggest need. A lot of the young people um, basically fall out of school in grade seven. Um, They would need to have housing because although it is a local school, it's not 300 kilometres away, there's still um, probably half a day's walk for most people to get to the one location from their um, communities around and about Mogaloo. So they'll be coming in for school. Um, like I said, there'll be housing. There needs to be dormitories. Um, they've already um, constructed a number of uh, with uh, donations and help from support from people here in Australia. They've already built a number of teachers' accommodations and they've already started on a very basic, um, large-scale, tinned-roofed, metal-fabricated classroom that will be divided up into multiple sections. They're currently um, doing some fantastic work as well with um, actually milling timbers in the forest and bringing those in because you can't transport timber on a tiny plane for an entire school. So they're milling local timbers to be able to use them and build these um, classrooms and they've built one prototype already with the hope to have another five coming online. So it's all underway, Uh, it just uh, needs us to get behind it to actually see that finished.
0: Well of course here in Australia when we think of going along to a school, sending our children to a school, we think of one that might be Uh, a little more akin to being around the corner or perhaps a next suburb away but uh, when you're talking a 300 kilometre walk to get to school you mentioned uh, some dangers and things that these students have faced now uh, let us in here on these dangers because when you're walking through other tribal lands if you're in a situation like Papua New Guinea walking through other tribal lands I'm sure there's all sorts of permissions Uh, but there's often uh, inter-tribal rivalries and uh, those sorts of tensions are there and no doubt they've been putting up with those.
1: Absolutely. Well, interestingly, in this particular region of PNG, uh, not to put it too lightly, these communities were up until only about 10 years ago still considered to be cannibalistic in some of their rituals. So tribal warfare and inter-tribal sort of conflict is still... Uh, It's not a very far-distance history when that was a very prevalent part of life. So as they're moving through these areas that they need to to get to school, they'll be encountering numerous um, other tribal groups, some of them friendly, some of them not so friendly. Um, One of the biggest issues that um, when I was on the ground, I was able to visit there recently, which was spectacular and such an honour, but while I was on the ground, I, I, I witnessed these—a uh, young girl who had been travelling to school, who had to get medevaced back back to the um, to Mogaloo because she'd been attacked on the road. Uh, so uh, sexual assault and those sorts of um, uh, terrible things happen on the road all the time. Um, people are being uh, all sorts of things happening to them on the road, primarily based in this tribal conflict. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's quite remarkable the things that the young people have to go through. Um, uh, and that's not an unusual case. Um, that's happening almost every time. So there's large, large communities of these young women who don't go to school or whose family don't want them to go to school, obviously because the risk is so high. It's much higher for the young women than the young men. Um, as you can imagine, they're always more vulnerable travelling through those areas. Um, so uh, not only tribal issues are we having here we're having huge um cultural issues but, um and agenda-based violence that um is affecting these young people on their travels so
0: tim yeah. how much money do you need to raise to be able to get this school up and functioning
1: yeah we're looking to raise fifty thousand um, dollars currently which would see us have enough of the resources provided to finish off the buildings and also have enough resources um to enable classrooms and get that happening so that's our goal
0: and in april you've got a initiative happening walking for education a walk for a future walk for change walk for hope uh, you're wanting how do you want people to actually uh, focus on that to be a part of a fundraiser for you
1: absolutely so we're asking people to to get behind us and join we love the idea of Recognising that these young people have to walk, so we're asking people to walk with them, in solidarity, and to um, try and see how they can get their steps up and their kilometres up over the month of April. But the main part of that is about getting our friends um, and family and people we know to be supporting, um, to be supporting us as we do that. So, urging everyone to sign up for our Walk for Hope, which is a, basically a a walkathon-style thing for the month of April. See how far you can get. See if you can set a step goal. And raise as much money as we can for
0: this cause. Uh, it is a good cause, and World Hope International, a charity that was formed by a Wesleyan Methodist church in the US, strongly wants to be involved with all races and uh, religions and ethnicities in the way that they want to support communities. There's a website to check out World Hope International, worldhope.org.au worldhope.org.au and uh, perhaps a walkathon thon is something you can coordinate if you've got groups within your local church uh, or there might be uh, something that you can contribute to personally. Tim Weatherall is Director and Communications Manager for World Hope International. It's worldhope.org.au Tim, thanks for updating us today on 2020.
1: Thanks very much.